Hey, what's up? It's Alex Morgan. And for me, the start of the new year is all about committing to you from day one. Body Armor's got you and here to help you commit to your fitness goals. Buy any Body Armor products at your local store and Body Armor will give you 50% cash back to put towards your fitness journey. Now through March 31st, commit to fit with Body Armor Sports Drink. Visit www.bacommittofit.com for full rules. And shop now at retailers nationwide. Hello, and welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Welcome to another episode of Big Blend Radio's Vacation Station Show. We're so happy to have travel writer Debbie Stone back on the show today to talk about her temple hopping adventures in Bagan in Myanmar. And she went with Journeys Within, a Wild Frontiers company. And her article will be featured in the summer issue of Big Blend Radio and TV magazine. But you can see it now and uh, all kinds of cool photos of hot air balloons and temples and sunsets. Uh, check it out at blendradioandtv.com. And uh, also you'll see that Debbie's an expert contributor there. And when you go to her page, you can go and see all the different articles. She's done in Big Blend Radio and TV Magazine and on BlendRadioandTV.com. So, Debbie, I'm going to say, you know, Fire Monkeys become your name ever since, you know, you were in Bhutan. Number one, welcome back. But number two, did you feel Fire Monkey, like, vibes while you went, you know, in Myanmar? I know Bhutan, they gave you that name. Did you feel the Fire Monkey spirit? It's really pretty funny because, um, you know, I thought, oh, this fire monkey thing must transfer to all of these different Buddhist nations, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But I was wrong. And uh, so in um, when I was in um, uh, in Yangon, which is uh, the place where you, you know, you fly into it's the, the major largest city. And we went to um, a temple. And uh, my guide said, well, do you see the people that are washing the Buddhas? And each Buddha, there's a Buddha for each day of the week. And he says, what day of the week were you born? And I said, you know, I don't know. And he said, well, give me your you know, birth date and your year. And I did. And he said, oh, you were born on a Friday. He said, you're a guinea pig. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So we're going from fire monkey to guinea pig. Yeah, I know. And then he's and I'm like looking at him, going, no, 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 no. I'm a fire monkey. And he's like, not here, not no, not here. You're you're a guinea pig. (laughs) Well, you better not go to Peru because they'll eat you. (laughs) I know that. No, but it's being a guinea pig is putting yourself in new positions, different positions, or new places, and and new places and test yourself. Yeah, right. So it's kind of cool. It was it was wow. interesting. And then, so, you know, and I, if you don't I found like myself, it, yeah, and and, and I found like myself it. doing. Go um, ahead. I I found myself. You know, he was like, "Here, here is the Friday, the Buddha for Friday," and he said, "You know, here's your ladle, your ladle, your cup of water," and he said, yeah. "You know, you need to wash the Buddha," and he said, "You need to wash it as is how how many years that you're." How old are you in terms of, you know, the Buddha? I'm like going, we'll be here all day. And I was like. <laughs> wow. Oh, my gosh. 
Oh my gosh, this is a, this pig. is such an amazing story because I love this. I, I love Where that. Where guinea pigs even come from? I know. Well, Peru. I don't know. All I know is they eat guinea pigs in Peru. Did you did you eat guinea pig when you were in Peru, Debbie? I'm just you know, already assuming you've been there. <laughs> I don't. You know, I don't eat meat, but I was in Peru and I was actually in Cusco and we were in this restaurant and all of a sudden. Uh, the man comes and he's got one of those oh. wonderful silver plates with the tops and he's like, we have a special for everyone tonight. And he lifts up the lid and there is a guinea pig oh. on its back, you know, <gasps> and uh, it's already been cooked, you know. And he said, you know, and this is this is specialty. This oh is special my. for you. And I'm looking at it going, no, I I I did not eat it. But there were other people who did and said that it was a very mild flavor it wasn't you know mm-hmm. very gamey at all it was very mild once again people say it's like chicken you know and oh, uh, well, everything is like chicken. everything well this is because you don't if you don't eat meat i know you eat fish you know nancy and i pretty much are vegetarian i'm trying to go back mm-hmm. to my world of veganism um what is the food like there in in Bagan in myanmar is it is it because I always think of, you know, the East being more vegetarian, but it, am, am I right on that? Um, you know, it, there there are, of course, lots and lots of people who are vegetarian. I mean, they're, that eat vegeta- vegetables and keep to a kind of a vegetarian diet. But, you know, they also do have, um, you know, they have fish and they have chicken and um, I didn't see lots of meat, red meat. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it, in terms of food, you have to understand that, that it, I think when people understand where Myanmar is in terms of the, it's bordered by India, it's bordered by Bangladesh, mm-hmm. by Thailand, by Laos, and mm-hmm. by China. So, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you've got all these influences mainly from the cuisines of, of India, Thailand, and China. So you've got um, all this kind of intense flavors, these spices that come in there. There's curries that are very, very popular. And, of course, noodle dishes that are, you know, very, very popular as well. And, um, you know, they, when you have a meal, they bring out all these different little dishes. So it's, like, it's quite extensive. It's, you know, different little, just little dishes, whether they're, you know, tart little salads of veggies. There's lime juice. There's coconut that's used, you know, and... Um, so it's it's really interesting, kind of like a takes you on this you know kind of flavorful sensory experience, and things smell and they cool. taste and they you know have texture and mm. so I mean I I do love eating in different countries. I think it's one of the most interesting uh, ways mm. to 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 uh, understand culture as well and to mm-hmm. see to see how people prepare food, how do they eat food, um, and so you know so for me I that's one of my you know highlights. I love. Trying Travel, food and travel is just, of course, it goes together, you know. So, in, in your article, you talk about the the tart salad of veggies. You say with lime juice, peanuts, and chilies, and curried or fried, um, uh, you know, and a curried or fried main entree. But like having peanuts and chilies, like to me, that's I, I'm I'm in, I'm in yes. for life. As soon as I just even read that lime Love. peanut and chili, I'm like I'm Yum. I'm there forever. You know, because I think even in Mexico you have that kind of flavoring going yep. on. They use a lot of lime. Yes, you put the lime yeah. in the coconut. Now, that's a different island. <laughs> that's an island. But, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, there's just the this, this spices in there. So when you, I, you know, going back to Bhutan, because, you know, it just, I, I feel like there's a connection between the two with all the temples and 
um, yes. and, and the different, you know, beliefs. Um, when you were there, you, you, you know, had a lot of chilies. Did you see as much chilies over there or in, in uh, I'm going to say Burma, I keep forgetting, Myanmar, um, did you see a lot of chilies and, and have yes. that in your food? Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. Very, cool. very prominent. Very, 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 very prominent. You see them um, being sold in the marketplace and, you know, dried and in other different, you know, types of forms. And, uh, yeah, and I think, um, you know, sometimes there's uh, – and this is not regarding food, but this is regarding the name because I know you said Burma and then Myanmar. And, you know, the, the people uh, do call it by mm. by either name a lot of times. And when you're there and mm. you say Burma, I mean, people understand and nobody says, blinks an eyelid about it um you know burma was the name and it was the name through the you know the when british when britain ruled Mm -hmm. and it was a colony and then you know it became independent i think it was like around 1948 but then uh, like in the 19 early 1960s i think 1962 the military took over and the the junta the military junta took over for you know 50 some years or whatever it was and Mm. they changed they didn't want to use the british Mm. names the english names mm-hmm. and so they changed you know they they had a name change back i think it was 1989 when the military junta was there and they they made that name change from mm. uh burma to myanmar but some people are confused some people don't even know what myanmar is where myanmar is but then you say burma yeah. and people are like oh burma oh, you know and yeah. because that's that's mm. what they they've known it for so many years Mm. It's a, a exactly. It, it's so. Mm. It's like Rhodesia and Zimbabwe and yes. you know Namibia. Yeah, mm-hmm. We used to know it as Southwest Africa. You know, when you, last yeah. time you were on the show was Namibia. Yeah. You know, so it's yeah. it's so interesting how these name changes affect us, but they do. And um, right. Tanzania versus Tanganyika, whatever. <laughs> Just have yeah. some gin. That's so true. What I say about East Africa, but you know, going going <laughs> back to Myanmar, I, you know, did you see any elephants? I have to ask mm. that since we did no, interviews about um, the elephant no. project. No, we did oh. not. Um, a lot of the elephant projects, I mean, a lot of them are in Thailand, you know, um, mm. and uh, mm. uh, we did not see um, any. And our focus, our focus really was not um, creatures and wildlife. It was more culture um mm-hmm. you know buddhist immersion and um especially in bagan um which is all about that i mean this is a this is a place that i think has the largest collection of buddhist structures in the world from what i understand wow. Cur- yeah. currently there's i think more than 2200 but there was at the height of when this this kingdom was was there uh it had up to almost 10,000 temples and they were these are built back in the 11th and 13th centuries but they it's were insane. built because people wanted that you know they thought that this is a way for them to get karma and, and a way for them to get uh, to enlightenment. And so they thought, okay, we're going to build more and we're going to be build bigger. And, you know, and so these thousands of hmm. temples were created in this period of time. It, you wow. know, and that and when I'm looking at all your pictures, that mm-hmm. the intricacy that goes into Ugh. these temples, I mean, don't it, – it, do, you talk about, you know, kind of getting to a point where you need to take a break from the temples because you just, you're like, you'll get into a crazy yeah. zone. And I yeah. look at it, some of them with the gold and, and ah. then it's like the paintings and it's, but it's such cool, intricate though. work that I I almost feel like anyone building all of this was in a meditational zone doing it because it's so <laughs> intricate. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, just amazing the amount of 
of work and labor and you think, you know, the talent and the skill back then when it was, you know, back in the 12th century or whatever it was. And, you know, they were building this. And when you're there, um, of course, you know, it went from 10,000 to 2,200 because of, I mean, one of the biggest things that the Mm. issues there is earthquakes. It's a huge Mm. uh, area for her, you know, it's, it's no. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. For, you know, having hundreds and hundreds of earthquakes over the years, and they do their damage along with, like, erosion and neglect. And so, um, you know, so the the 10,000 temples came down, you know, very over the years to 2,200 or so, and they're trying to restore some of them back to their former glory. Um, But, you know, many of them are, are, you know, in different states of, of appearance, so to speak. And, you know, you'll see them, these huge, massive, you know, fortresses, these gilded, gilded masterpieces, you know, where it's so, I mean, it is so bright, you think, oh, my God, this looks like, you know, it's like, like, is this mm. Disney? Is this, you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's, amazing. it's surreal. It's just surreal. Yeah. And uh, mm. then, but then, you know, you go to some of the more, you know, modest ones, some of the ones that are really in a bit of crumbling, you know, the shells and, mm. and, you know, they are in different states of, of uh, you know disrepair mm-hmm. so to speak and you know some of them are just more uh, you can get away from the matting crowds I mean there aren't I don't consider crowds in, in Myanmar but you know there are popular temples obviously the ones that a lot of the tourists go to but then you can you can easily get away from people and just be out there you know and not come across anyone and it's just I don't know just a really interesting experience there's a certain Sometimes there's a certain eerie quality to places mm-hmm. that civilizations used to inhabit, you know, like Machu Picchu and, you know, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. Anger Wat. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. you feel you almost feel you do feel something, I think. Mm-hmm. It's like this yeah. is the when when we lived in Kenya and, and mm-hmm. we went to different places that said they were this is where humanity was born, the Garden of Eden and this kind of mm. and people have different. Um, ideas on that but you go to a spot and just standing there you I guess your imagination takes over and you can almost connect with that whole idea of well maybe that this mm-hmm. is the garden of Eden Eden and this mm-hmm. is maybe maybe this is where Rift Valley yeah the Rift Valley mm-hmm. is the trippiest yes, place ever so because trippy. to <laughs> me that's more like dinosaur vibes yes. I love dinosaurs yes. <laughs> you yes. know it's crazy. It's, but you, when you go in these places, and but you think about, I mean, mm. just like you know, Mexico with the or and mm. the, the the Myanmar. And I'm like the Mayan structures, the Mayan structures. You know, those <laughs> whole pyramids that everybody built. Right. Yeah. How much? You just the don't work. you want to wish you could go in a time machine back and sit and talk to them, like the people who oh, built these yes. temples. Yes. I mean, and and everyone there. Um, Everyone around the temples that live in Myanmar mm-hmm. and, and, you know, are they in Bagan, are they um, 
not wanting people there? Are they wanting tourists but not too much? What's the vibe of of people no. coming in to their to I, their land? I think they're very um, welcoming. Um, I found the the Burmese people to be extremely warm and hospitable, and um, I, cool. they want tourists. They want more tourists to come. Uh, it provides mm-hmm. uh, necessary, you know, income and financial. Uh, Enhancement sure. to a, a country that is, mm-hmm. you know, definitely third world, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, nef- definitely could use a boost of economy. And you know, tourism gets to the the local person, it gets to to the people that you meet. And so, yes, they they would they welcome they welcome people. Um, the temples mm-hmm. are all in the archaeological zone, so it you know people are not living in that zone, um, mm-hmm. and so you know you can. Uh, you know, you're not you know you're not wandering around through people's houses, kind of thing, looking at temples. It's it's a space. It's a 26 square miles. It's it's a, a big area, um, and you know it, it's difficult. Would be difficult to walk on foot. You could you can walk on foot in places, no problem. But in terms of trying to see a lot of it, um, you know, there's a, a various you know people rent uh, you know motorbikes, people you know cycle, people you know take cars with guides, people. Um, get onto a horse cart, which I think is pretty fun because I think that's kind of like a a low-tech way of doing it that was maybe – you know, like a traditional transportation form, and there you are, and you're kind of out there, and they take you, and they get away from people, and you're out there in this little cart with a horse and a driver, cool. and it's just, I don't know, to me, it's just, you know, really nice. I, like I, I I enjoy that kind of stuff, you know, I don't want to be on a motorcycle or, you know, anything like that, you know. Yeah. Mm. You know, the other thing, too, um, you, you went with Wild Frontiers, and this company is a tour company, Um so what was that like in regards to going with them? Have you worked with them before? Yes. Um, Journeys Within is a wild frontiers company, and Journeys Within specializes in Southeast Asia. And a number of years ago, um, I went to Vietnam and Cambodia with this company, and they specialize in customized kind of bespoke tours that um, give uh, a chance to really connect with local people to really understand culture um, and mm. it's they, they try to um, create uh, very unique itineraries um, that offer these kinds of uh, different types of experiences and they do a wonderful job of it they're, the guides are extremely well versed in their their areas and they always use locals of course and um, yeah, everything is is done very detailed from start to finish, and I cannot recommend them more. I just I think they're mm. a terrific, cool. terrific company. But you no, know, um, so it was just my husband and I, and so you know we had a guide and um, at various places, various junctures, and it was wonderful. And I felt like it was a really uh, special experience. You know, I want everyone to know their website, journeys-within.com, or go to wildfrontierstravel.com. I think it's important, especially when you go to, I mean, Myanmar is, I know some people are going to be scared to go. That's why I was talking about, like, you know, walking around and, and things like that. I no, think it's When you go with a, a company oh. like this, it, it kind of takes that oh. edge off, and um, it it just helps you get, you, you don't want to be wandering around lost, I mean, I do that a lot, and and I find cool places. But there's a difference. You, I like every park more. I want to. If I if I hang out with a park ranger, I know what I'm looking at. My experience mm-hmm. you learn is more. tenfold. Um, so that's the yes. same thing. I mean, if you're going to go all the way to Myanmar, 
Like that's a big trip. And you absolutely know, <laughs> have someone that's going to take you to what you want to see. You know? I, think, right. I think you should always go for with a, a recognized tour company first. And then if you want to return, once you've got your, your sea legs, so to speak, then you can go on your own. Or hang with them right. for a different but, thing, too. You know, but I really, you know, having led tours and such, I really think it's important that people go with somebody that knows what they're doing and you don't have the bad possible bad experience. You have the best of the best. I like, you I, learn yeah, so much. I think you need to – I like to go with – People with companies that have a reputation for right. for really providing this kind of niche mm. type of experience, mm. and um, you know, there's there's a number of wonderful tour companies out there, and people, you yeah. know, just need to do a bit of their homework and and um, you know, word of mouth and a little research. But you know, it, it's it's uh, it's a company like this that has had years and years of experience in Southeast mm-hmm. Asia. And, um, you know, living there and understanding the people and the culture and making the connections and the context with the, the right people, the people that they feel exactly. will be able to represent the country and mm. will be able to connect with the, the travelers that they send, you know. You mm. actually get to see more. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it, definitely. I'm, I'm looking at what you did. You went on a hot air balloon, dude. That's and so you got to see fun. all the temples on a hot air <laughs> balloon. Like, are you <gasps> kidding me? Dude, in the sunset, are you kidding me? Uh, I'm just like, Debbie, mm. like fire it's, monkey guinea pig. Dude, yeah. <laughs> monkey guinea pig. Your name just it's, got longer. Fire FMGP is your new name. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a ama- it's it's too it's it's to me being in that hot air balloon was a very it was such a surreal experience. I kept telling my husband, "Pinch me, pinch me. I cannot believe I'm doing this i mean i've been Mm. in hot air balloon rides before but Mm. this this one was unbelievable uh just you know it's sunrise and just seeing all of these temples from that you know kind of bird's eye view and you're looking and you're i mean Mm. it just i don't know it was magnificent and just this uh, amazingly otherworldly skyline and i think i put in my story that Marco Polo, when he saw it, you know, he said mm. it was one of the finest sights in the world, you know. And I can imagine when it was back in, you know, there were thousands more, wow. you know. Wow. Wow. Mm. Have, have you been to Cambodia? Yes. Yes. Does, what is that like compared to this? Oh, I'm just kind of trying incredible. to get a vibe of it all. Like how these, Angkor Wat, I mean, that, you know, it's, it's amazing and, and incredible and mystical and all that. Um, and it's huge and, you know, massive. And then there's all these other temples that are not, uh, that, you, you know, you go to as well. Um, and, uh, you know, some of them are in, uh, nature is taking over, so a tree is growing through them mm-hmm. and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, oh. Angkor, Wat, Angkor Wat is, I think, as I put in there, that the, the rise of yeah. Bagan occurred about the same time as Angkor Wat. And the, Angkor Wat just became this huge, huge tourist magnet so you know you get so many people going to Angkor Wat and there's so many people there you know viewing and visiting those temples and trying to catch their shots at sunrise or sunset or whatever it is and you know so this I I just felt like this was just so incredibly special and you weren't getting the mob you weren't getting the mob Mm. scene Oh, I like that. Because cool. that, that, I, I can't stand the mob. Like we always no, talk about, please, yeah. we get people go to these parks, 
And then we go to the park, we're like, get out. <laughs> you know, right. Not to be rude. You know what I mean? Right. There's just this, you need that personal space to breathe and feel. And sometimes that's part of that whole experience. You know, you go to India, you're going to gonna have mobs, you know, in, in different right. places. But some of the temples really do have, um, just the architecture feels very Indian to me, just to me mm-hmm. personally. And, and uh, you mm-hmm. know, one thing I want to touch on, because we think about Buddhism, and, you know, it's about, to me, it's like this journey up where you just keep coming back up and keep getting better. It's like you it's like you just have to keep going. It's like Groundhog Day. You have to keep mm-hmm. going up these stairs until, like, you can just get a clear passage through, man, <laughs> in life, you know. I don't know True. how to explain that. but Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Um, when it comes to this, there's some interesting spirit things, like some some of these little spiritual things that you, you went through. Mm. There mm-hmm. was some naughty, like you know, this almost feels like the Iceland thing when you were talking about. Oh Iceland yes, yes, yes. Right? There's some creepy little spirit things out there. They're spirit called. They're, they're, they call them the Nats. Nats. I think Nats are, are, are the pronunciation. But See, that's where the like, start of Nazis came from. Thirty-seven <laughs> of them, I think, and you know they. There's, they, they each had some story about dying this, you know, horrifically violent death, and wow. they're known for kind of a vengeful nature, and so mm-hmm. um, people, I think, people build these shrines to them, and they make offerings, you know, to appease these these spirits, you know, so, um, you know, it, yeah, it, it, there is that, yes, but I think in so many different mm-hmm religions and cultures there are these kinds of things and like you were mentioning in iceland it's like you can find crossovers in you know different different cultures around the world i think Mm. well it's people and and i would call it bad luck you know so you want to ward off the bad luck Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. if you don't definitely experience the bad you're never going to know when you look at history it's important to put a face to Mm -hmm. something so yes you yes, you get to have that god goddess and the gremlins and the warlords and the you have to put a face to it mm-hmm. so that people can assimilate it and understand it mm-hmm. so and it's you know like this, leprechauns yes, leprechauns you know, are cool and so I mean, everybody everybody's got something yeah. and um yeah. you know the, the and buddhism has different i think that, you know they have like three branches this here in um in uh, Myanmar, it's um, they they call it Theravada. I think it is Theravada, mm-hmm. and this is the one that originated in northern India and Nepal before it spread across this area, the Southeast Asia area. But this one, and I think um, I I don't know all of all the other Buddhism uh, the the uh, different uh, mm-hmm. branches, but I think they they do emphasize some sort of self-control and they emphasize discipline. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, they all talk about not being attached to material objects. And, you know, this is, this is ways, this is a way to, to get to this pathway and and move yourself up through this pathway of enlightenment, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It's Mm -hmm. the staircase. (laughs) 
<laughs> the stairway to heaven. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the the other thing I wanted to ask you, you know, and I want to talk about the caves because that's really cool. Because um, yeah. you think about temples, and, and, and each one is so unique when you're looking at your photos and, and reading the story about each one. But when you left there, did did it make you, did you feel more spirit? Did you have, like, any kind of internal, like, thoughts that, did you shift perspective of spirituality or did you feel more closer to things or just did did something move I, you in that way? You know, I think my time, I've been in Nepal and then when I did that Buddhist immersion in Bhutan, um, that was mm. very special for me, I think, and that actually mm. really um, moved mm. me in many ways, I think. Um, and so... I, I kind of I it was I felt really um, I felt comfortable there mm. because I had had such an immersion experience mm. um, with Buddhism yes. that that it wasn't foreign. It's still a very to me very intricate and complex um, religion, uh, but but I felt I felt on more familiar ground with it. And nice. um, nice. so it was. It was just cool. a, more of a comfortable experience. It wasn't like, oh, what's what's all this? Tell me all about. I, you know, it was kind of like. Yeah. I felt like, oh, I've, I, 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 I understand. I understand some of this stuff, and so it's not all new, and it's not all, you know, kind of overwhelming. Yes, it's. You know, it was very overwhelming in terms of. I mean, there's so many temples, and that that can be overwhelming in itself. But, but I felt. I just think I felt more comfortable with it, and. Um, I wasn't so kind of frantic or anxious about trying to understand it all, you know? Yeah. Cool. I think sometimes that takes time, too. When you see so mm-hmm. much, you can't you can't decipher it all in one day. Right. And I, I think right. you, I love that you talk about, like, temple mm-hmm. f- fatigue and go see something <laughs> else. Break it up because otherwise uh, you start to trip out and then you, you do lose the, the uh, meanings and feelings if you – yeah. You know what well, I mean? They all start looking the same. Yeah, you you need yeah. to break it up so you can get the mm-hmm. stories. You know, going from the temple to the caves, um, and they're not quite real caves, right? These are no. they're they're paintings on walls, but there's right. It's, just, it's a darker area, right? Right, and they there, you know, there is no, I mean. Uh, there hasn't been any light, which is which is good in many ways because it's protected the artwork, and you go in and you're like, I can't believe that this is 12th century, you know, in the 1100s, mm-hmm. and it's still wow. you can still see it, and it's and it's colorful, you know, and it's just it's it, you know that there are these frescoes that are just amazing, and you you can't believe that they're still there, but because the light hasn't gotten in there, they've been protected, you know. Mm. And you know how much harder it was to do paintings oh. like that. Than oh today, I, yeah, I mean, right. really, they worked at that. I know. Yeah, and just even getting huge the colors work. and the dyes, yeah. and then speaking about that kind of work, the lacquer work—that um, uh. is pretty much a, a big, a big part of what they do—is is making this lacquerware. It's been going on for you know umpteen years, and it's you know family businesses. And um, I was I was blown away though by the production because I had no idea. Mm. First of all, I didn't even know what it really came from. And you know, you learn that it's a resin mm. that comes from a particular tree, yeah. and you, they collect it like sap from you know these notches mm-hmm. at the trunk, and then you know from an object if you're creating a bowl or whatever it is, that body is made from usually bamboo. And, uh, you know, strips of bamboo, and then it's painted with the lacquer, and they have to do nine coatings outside, nine coatings inside. Each layer takes a week to dry. Wow. And then, wow. 
So four and a half, you know, months wow. later, basically, you mm. now are ready to do a design. And then we watched as these um, women uh, were, were doing the design, and it's pretty much freestyle, and they're using this special small knife, and they're carving, and it's so intricate. And after they've carved, and it's, you know, filled in with this, filled in with color and that, you know, you're talking about the natural dyes, which they use. Mm -hmm. But I was just, I was blown away by the process and the painstakingness of it Mm -hmm. all, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, that to me, that, I I think in in this day and age to have that, to balance us all out, we need that to still be in, you know, we need weavers and artists and, you know, just to balance us out and to be able to see that kind of thing. That's awesome. So people can go on a tour and, and actually experience that. That's yeah, they can awesome. go to a lacquerware, you know, uh, one of the workshops there. Um, there are several, and you can go in and they'll, you know, it's it's an informal kind of thing, and they'll talk to you, and then you can walk around and uh, watch you know, somebody stripping the bamboo with their, you know, feet and then somebody, you know, wow. uh, doing the, you know, the lacquerware application, the lacquer wow. application. I was, it, it's fascinating to me. And also mm. it's such a, such a lesson in patience, isn't it? You know, mm. it's just, it's such a lesson in patience. You know, we, we are so, we expect things to happen so quickly, you know, and in oh, our society yes. and it's, it's you know you you're you go to other places and you watch how a craft is, is done and how it's done traditionally and how mm-hmm. it's all about patience and time mm. and love and and, you know, and I mean, yeah. they're dedicated yeah, to what taking, they do taking joy in in those you know I, I think we we end up just accumulating so much stuff yeah and I'm saying yeah. that because like um, I know in your article you're talking about you know you're hearing people you know, with mantra singing their mantras and and, and right. that's your song today, by the way, Mantra. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. Yeah, I have to play this song. I, I, whenever I can, I will, because it's just a reminder of, you know, how much do we have to have in our houses? How much do we have mm-hmm. to have? You know, can't we just enjoy the simple things? And I think when we travel and we go to places like Myanmar or the Rift Valley, or you know, that right. it puts us back into perspective about what, humankind is supposed to be like you know and i am not saying i'm anti-movement or progression and you know uh Mm -hmm. solar and you know all those good things you know just there's a balance of what is important and i think we lose track of importance Mm -hmm. and travel brings you back home when you go to places like myanmar uh your story definitely did for me it's like oh yeah i've and you you know you you asked me about you know, whether I was anything changed. I think for me, it's like when I'm there, you know, kind of, you know, you realize time slows and, Mm. you know, patience. And and I'm a fairly, you know, I'm kind of a very energetic person. And I'm also somebody who's, you know, it's like, okay, I, you know, want those results. I want them now kind of thing. And, Mm and perfectionist (laughs) tendencies and all those kinds of things. And it's like, then you're there and it's just all of that kind of just kind of kind of fades away and so i like to take that feeling and bring it back home with me and and see if i can remind myself to you know stop and to be more patient and just to to understand that you know you know rome wasn't built in a day and you know things aren't going to be done exactly the way i want them to there's going to be imperfections or whatever it is and it's all okay and to not be so demanding and 
expecting of myself, you know. And so I think that's what I, I kind of took. I think I try to take Ooh. that away from me, um, away See? with me. Yeah. You went from fire monkey to guinea, guinea pig. pig. You did. <laughs> Uh, I'll never hear the end you of this. Did. I can just see it. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is never ending. I love this. I love this. This is so cool. I know. I know. And guinea pigs are so cute. You I know. I love guinea pigs. I know. I don't want to eat them. Seriously, no, no, no eating of them. You know. But I, I'm just. This is just amazing. This is. Whenever you go, you know, eat like this, I just get. I because we haven't yeah, explored we have, that yeah. side of the world at all. And you just yeah. you're, every time I look at pictures, and you've got some amazing sunset shots with the temples. I mean, oh. I'm just I am mystified. To me, this is like, this is magical, and it is. I don't know. I do want to drink champagne though, and look out <laughs> at that time if that's I don't allowed. Even drink champagne. I don't know in, if that's a no, in but the hot like, air balloon. I do. Of course. Want my, you champagne. you end your hot air you always champagne. end your hot air balloon with a champagne toast you know. So. But I wanted it to talk. see now what would have been really difficult for me on the on the balloon ride the hot air balloon ride. What I I get too excited I'd be like I know you're talking about pinch moments She'd be like pinch me the boat. I'd be like dude <laughs> but at the same time I'm like really bad about heights but I'd be all like dude and then I want to jump up and down you know and I can't I'd be like no mm-hmm. nobody wants that no. you know and. It's, <laughs> You know, but anyway, yeah. anyhow. Now, really... when you're up there, you're just kind of, I don't know, it's almost like very, Floaty. I don't know, tran- trance-inducing, you know what I mean? It's kind of like yeah. you're just, me- you're mesmerized by like, the scenery. And, yeah, so you're not, you know, you're not like jumping up and down. You're just kind of like trying to just kind of absorb it and take mm, it in yeah. and, you know, put your camera away for a minute and just look, you know. It's that, like, that's to me. Yeah, okay, you talk let about me, that. That's important. Let me ask you about the landing. Yeah, how when did you know. come in for a landing? Yeah, how did you feel? It was fine. I mean, you know, our uh, the pilot, our pilot. Okay. You know, a lot of the pilots in Myanmar are British. Um, they just happen to have mm. a reputation for being, I think, one of the top, or if not the top, balloon pilots in the mm-hmm. world, and in, in regards mm-hmm. to their training and experience. And so okay. I felt. I mean, this guy has been doing it for years all over the world, and he was in, in, been in Myanmar for a number of years. Um, they know what they're doing. Um, okay. You know, of course, balloons, balloons, you know, uh, go with the the. They're, you know, you're dependent on the wind, of course. You know, and uh, right. But you know, we had, we had a very soft, you know, very gentle landing and there were probably about <laughs> I'd say, you know, a couple dozen balloons up at the same time from different companies there and you know, they're oh all they all landed in different, you know, fields or spaces and um everybody was cool. fine and uh it's 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 an incredible sight and then you land and you get out of the balloon and then, you know, they have champagne toast for you and give you your little certificate that says you've, you know, uh, flown with them and uh yeah it's all it's all awesome. wonderful all great i i have to awesome. add this note you know as I, everyone this is a recorded interview but this today that we're recording the interview today is the date that steve fawcett landed in leader saskatchewan i can't i can't pronounce any of that in canada <laughs> becoming the first person to make a solo flight across the pacific ocean Ooh. in a balloon this was in 1995 so i had that? to add this trivia uh so this oh. was a, a Exact month from when this airs, which wow. everyone, uh, when we air this on March twenty awesome. second, will actually be the day we we are now out and and on the tour, our Love Your Parks tour, oh, documenting all of America's parks. So, uh, your interview marks, hey, we're taking off, not in a balloon, but in a raft. <laughs> <laughs> 
But so I just want to say this is exciting. I'm so glad it's happening with this interview because yes. it's, it's kind of that interesting thing of like patience yes. and fire and all that good stuff. Mm. I mean, I love yeah. that because even though a hot air balloon has to have hot air, you have to be a fire monkey to have the guinea pig float. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. I love this. Where is your next destination, Debbie? Um, I think I have planned to go to Hilton Head, actually. I'm going to be on South Carolina, and I'm going to – I think it's – I'm arranging it. It's still in the works, but Hilton Head Health, it's called. So it's a place that focuses on your health, um, and uh, it's mm. going to be interesting. It's like it's it's like a destination uh, spa, um, mm. but it's, it's focused on health and um, – well-being, and so I thought it'd be interesting to visit and experience, and then let readers and listeners know about uh, this unique place that's on, you know, in, on Hilton. I've never been to Hilton Head. I've been to Charleston, but I've not been to Hilton Head, and uh, I think uh, I think it would be a really fun experience. So, and after that, I will be doing. Uh, I will be cruising up in the fjords of Norway at the end of May. Ooh, wow. Um, yeah, and uh, in between I have a couple of other things going on. I plan to, uh, I think I'm doing a story on uh, cooking class here in Santa Fe that focuses on Georgia O'Keeffe and her cooking and wow. uh, what she did and her recipes, and that should be really interesting as well. Did so, she cook with flowers, you know? Yeah. <laughs> she, she was ahead of her time with everything. She was probably one of the... First people, if not at first, to to do green drinks, you know what I mean? And uh, she would just get go out in the garden and pick her herbs and her veggies, and then she'd you know whip it up in the kitchen. But I mean, she she was quite a she was she read voraciously about organic, you know, gardens and gardening and food, and you know there are so many ph- photographs of her out there, you know, picking things, getting lettuces for her salads and. Um, she wanted to eat well, you know what I mean? So <laughs> so when we go through New Mexico, we need to go hang out. There's a museum yes. that you know about yes. right, that we need to go do. Yes, okay. absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm a docent at the George O'Keefe Museum, and I will give you a private tour. So. <gasps> also, uh-huh. we are so on. We are on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like guinea pig Donkey Kong. <laughs> Fire monkey, guinea pig, donkey car. I know, I know, I love this. I love this. Well, we're really hoping that we do get to catch you in between travels and and however the road happens um, in Santa Fe. And uh, everybody, stay tuned to that. Um, Even if we've got our loveyourparkstour.com website, you can follow that and our blog on there. Priscilla, our sock monkey, is the official blogger. So we got we got a sock monkey, Priscilla. So fire monkey needs to meet Priscilla the pink sock monkey. That's true. <laughs> this is getting a little crazy, but it's all good. Uh, everybody, again, uh, going back to uh, Myanmar and this amazing journey uh, that you know you you Debbie had. I mean everyone, uh, go to blendradioandtv.com and just type in Myanmar or uh, type in Temple and you'll find it. Or Debbie, you can see her in our expert department, uh, Debbie Stone, and uh, read her article there. It will also be featured in the summer issue of Big Blend Radio and TV magazine that comes out in June. I think so. Yes, May. <laughs> it may, excuse me, May, May, May 1st. It will be there on May Day. Uh, you'll be able to see it. And uh, everyone, of course, thank you for joining us here. Keep up with us at BigBlendRadio.com. Our shows air on Wednesday, Fridays, and Sundays. 
And uh, the best place, again, BigBlendRadio.com. And we've got a special song for the fire monkey guinea pig. And uh, this is called Mantra, and it's from our good friend Wally Lauder, who has just returned from Hawaii, from the Hawaii Ooh. Islands, and hanging out in nice. the volcanoes. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, he's about to release new albums. He's oh, based cool. here in Tucson. And we awesome. met him on our tour, the very, very beginnings of our tour mm-hmm. in Silver City, New Mexico. Oh, Kind wonderful. of south of you. I know, right? So this song, Mantra, um, we love it. We actually, it's part of a feature we do uh, as ambassadors for the Eight Keys of Excellence. This is a song that um, was submitted for one of the Keys of Excellence. So here it is, Mantra, everybody. And you can keep up with Wally at wallylauder.com. Thanks so much, Fire Monkey Debbie. Thank you. Talk to you soon. (laughs) All right. You take care. Bye-bye. Bye.
not be crazy. 